today, we're talking to the two most knowledgeable experts for walmart.com to talk about some exciting things happening for Walmart sellers, as well as some new Amazon launch strategies and more. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. You wanna see the size of your niche or your market Maybe how much sales overall is it generating? And more importantly, how the size of your piece of that pie changes over time. Or maybe you wanna know when there's a new mover or shaker, an up and comer in your niche that you need to be on the lookout for. You can monitor these things and more with Market Tracker by Helium 10. Find out more information at h10.me forward slash market tracker. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world and representing the Walmart part of the e-commerce world. We've got a couple serious sellers here. Carrie and Michael, welcome back to the show, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having us. All right, Michael, you are traveling all over the place. You're like in a shopping mall or, or something right now trying to come yep. on here. We've been having a heck of a time getting you on. But uh, were you out there visiting your, your fiance or this is a work trip? Yeah, so I'm actually out here f- visiting my fiance. But I was going to – it was partially work because I have to fly to Arkansas to meet with Walmart and Sam's Club on Monday. And from L.A., there's no direct flights. So it takes like nine out. I think there's sometimes it's, but they're all sold out. So it takes nine hours to, to uh, get there. Ben- Bentonville? Yeah, Bentonville. Yeah. So it takes nine hours to get there. I remember those days when I would go out there. There's there's like no way to get. I mean, it's like the middle of nowhere, but but like where half the population all works for Walmart in that, in that little small <laughs> exactly. town. Exactly. <laughs> all right. So let's actually talk about that because what you're attending is something uh, I believe called Open Call. So if you can explain like what that is and why. Because this is something I've been preaching for like ever, like of why Walmart getting on Walmart.com is important because it's like a gateway to like what I think is the holy grail in retail. But why don't you talk about what Open Call is and why it's such a cool opportunity for Walmart.com sellers? Yeah, so Open Call is something that's really exciting because it's so different. And um, you know, you've, you're starting to see this with Walmart is they really want to grow their .com. So they're leveraging a lot of what they have in place already to work on leveraging their .com. So now, you know, they have their stores, they're using them as distribution um, capabilities. They have a lot of brands who sell in their stores. They're forcing them to spend money on walmart.com and list on walmart.com. So one of the things that they're doing is they're incentivizing brands to sell on walmart.com by telling them that they have the potential if they sell on .com to be brought into stores. And it's really interesting because what you know, open call is it, in general. It, the main concept was they want to support like um, American jobs, American opportunities, American brands. So they committed three hundred and fifty billion dollars to buy from these brands. So it's not necessarily they're looking for the largest brands or the biggest companies who could deliver the largest POs. Here they're looking for something different, which is U.S. Um, brands, entrepreneurs. They're looking for that. But what they 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 specifically outlined and they've been saying, and this is how they chose people for open call is if you sell on .com and you do well on .com, or even if you just put the effort to .com, there's a very big chance they'll choose you for open call. And what's really people are like, what? I'm only sold, sold a few thousand dollars of my skew of my skew on on Walmart.com. Why would that mean that they would meet with me and potentially give me a few hundred thousand dollar PO or anything like that? And for them, it's 
because what they're looking for is two things. Number one, to incentivize sellers to sell on the platform because they know that's how Amazon grew and they know that's what the lifeblood of their platform is. But also it shows up, even though it's small, it shows a proof of concept because their, their website obviously doesn't have as much volume. It shows proof of concept that their customers purchase with you, that you fulfill your orders, that you do good business. And that's why they've been choosing that. And we've, you know, been seeing a lot of brands get accepted open calls. So it's a really interesting opportunity where you fly down, you have an in-person 30 minute meeting to meet with the buyer and pitch them your products and pitch them why you're a great fit for Walmart. So it's a really interesting opportunity. It's an opportunity for maybe your product to get into five stores, a hundred stores, a thousand stores, or a few thousand of their stores. And you know that they'll be making decisions based on, but it's great to see that. And it's, I think it's a really exciting opportunity for, you know, small brands and entrepreneurs because you don't usually get those opportunities. How, how many of your products are, are you presenting and what's like, do you have a feel of if, if you're like pretty confident that at least a couple of them are going to get picked up? Yeah, I'm actually really excited about it. So for our supplement brand, we've been preparing. We're, we're pitching, I think, 13 SKUs um, for Walmart. And what we came into it is Walmart chose one of our products that they want us to pitch. But Walmart wants to see assortment. They're very into assortment. Um, so instead, we're like, you're right, maybe we'll get in because we're a good brand. Um, you know, we're an American company. Um, you know, a lot of these things we did do good on .com. We'll probably get in. But these products are not necessarily products that will move off the shelves at, 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 Walmart, at Walmart because they're not the right price points. They're not marketed specifically for Walmart.com customers. So instead, what we did is we designed a full new line of SKUs that are packaged and price point um, specific for Walmart. So that way, we have a much better chance of getting in, but also doing well if we get in and getting much larger store placements. So that's for Walmart, for our supplement brand. And then for my fitness brand, we're actually pitching um, seven SKUs. And the reason why we're pitching a lot of SKUs also is we're we're positioning them as like working within a system. So it's like a workout system. So each one helps cross sell each other, which is great because Walmart's really looking for assortment. And then we have a meeting with Sam's Club, which is owned by Walmart. Um, it's part of their, um, and um, Sam's Club has like a different type of offering. They're looking for, you know, in different type of offer, you know, bigger bottles, bigger things. So we designed specifically for them, um, excuse that will work really well for them. So it's going to be really exciting. Um, I'm excited to see how it goes. It's 30 minute in person. You don't have to work with a broker. It's really it's, it just, it's like a real relationship. Um, you know, they asked everybody to submit videos, 30 second videos about you, about your company. So like, you know, you, you get to see who's posting, you get to see these brands, what they're posting. And it's a lot of just American companies, small brands. Um, so it's interesting. Okay. Now, any of these, you know, your walmart.com um, action that you've been doing, uh, has any of it been on the vendor side? Like, cause I know there's a difference, you know, you can use Amazon or you can use Walmart just like people use Amazon as a third party seller where you just put on your own offerings and you fulfill it yourself or, or you fulfill it through WFS. But then like, you know, on Amazon, sometimes, uh, you know, what they call vendor central, you know, Amazon will reach out and then cut POs and it's like shipped and sold by Amazon, but it's really your product. Walmart has something similar where, where, where they would like buy the product from you. And then it's like, it's kind of like shipped and sold by Walmart. Are any of your SKUs done like that or is everything still um, kind of like, you know, you're the, the seller of record uh, for it? So we, we have still a couple SKUs that were like that, that you're saying. But the thing is, Walmart's actually pushing sellers um, to sell themselves and sell through WFS. They don't, they're moving away from um, DSV and 1P for um, for. Mm for just specifically .com. So like on new products, they always say, we'd rather you sell, um, um, you know, WFS. And honestly, it's better for your margins and everything. We actually had a product that was um, 1P with Walmart and Walmart told us, let's switch this over to WFS. They're really, it's not, even though they make more money by 1P, it's they really want to, 
you know, have this ecosystem of sellers who are really promoting their products, managing their products, pushing their products and really growing the platform like that. So it's interesting that they're moving away from that. All right. Let, let's go ahead and switch gears now to um, to uh, Carrie. So, Carrie, what, what about, you know, you, you, you've been running a, a big Amazon and Shopify business on your own. And yes. you've been gradually getting things set up on Walmart. Like how, how, what percentage of your Amazon catalog do you now have on your personal accounts, like actually live on Walmart? Um, I just have a smaller percentage. I'm still in the process of getting some stuff uh, shipped over to, you know, WFS. And so let's see, I, I basically put my biggest SKUs on there for now. Um, and then I have some smaller ones. So I would say, let me just calculate. I don't know the percentage, maybe like 50%. Okay. Okay. Now, once you got things on Walmart, um, did you do anything as far as, you know, heavy PPC or search find buy or something like that in order to get on page one of the main keywords that you were, that you're targeting? Um, I'm still working on some of them for the, for the keywords. Um, my, my product's a little bit more niche and I was thinking that I wouldn't get sales for some of the niche keywords, but actually mm -hmm. that's where I'm getting a lot of the sales is the niche keywords. So there How is, there is that, um, because I'm doing ads on, I'm doing ah, paper click okay. advertising. And so I can see where I've been converting. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, once you get into WFS, you'll see a huge boost. So not only, uh, like I was doing PPC ads for one product that I hadn't sent into WFS yet, and they just weren't converting at all. And then once you put them in WFS, they start converting way, way better. So um, there is that whole piece of it. But um, yeah, so I, I've got a good amount in there. And the pay-per-click ads really help now that we are able to get to the top of search. So I've been able to get to the top of search for some really big keywords, which is really exciting. Um, so uh, I'm still working out the details on pay-per-click advertising and uh, you know trying to refine it all. But it's been a pretty, pretty good, especially for one product that wasn't selling as well on Amazon. I put it on Walmart and even actually, even before WFS, it was selling without even doing any ads or anything. Hmm. Now, yeah. when you did your research for your listing optimization, your keyword research using Helium 10, you know, obviously you used Helium 10 for, yeah. for your Amazon product, uh, you know, to, to know what the most important keywords are. I'm just curious when you did that same thing for your Walmart and you use Helium 10, you know, which has the, the accurate search volume. Uh, on walmart.com like was it the same keywords you found were the main keywords or was it slightly different or a lot uh, a lot different uh they're slightly different some overlap and some are more more general and um they're not as difficult to you know because i don't really go into the general keywords on amazon for my niche products because it's just it just doesn't make sense for me because it'd just be way too competitive but on walmart i can so i've been mm. experimenting that there were some i i did a ppc campaign where i had some really big volume, like there was like, you know, 150,000 searches a month on some of these keywords, like, like that kind of range. And I just started losing money on those because I'm just going against uh, um, yeah. some big people. <laughs> but I was, it was, it was a good try though, you know? Um, but yeah, it's, I probably wouldn't even show up for those on Amazon. So at least I had that. <laughs> okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, you know, on the same subject of, of launch and, and getting to page one, you know, Michael, you, you have you know more experience than almost anyone because you have so many clients that you help, uh, you know, get onboarded onto Walmart and, and help them out. So like, what's what's working for you guys? Like, what's your? I, I'm sure you have different strategies for different people depending on their size and stuff. But what, what's a general strategy of, of people who are just getting new, uh, launching their products on Walmart? How are, how are you getting them to page one of, of their main keywords? 
That's a great question. So, you know, obviously, you know, we deal across most categories. So every category has a little bit of specifics, but across the board, it's really just a few fundamentals. It's, we won't start doing any work on an account or for listings unless we're fully recreating the listing. And what I mean by that is fully restructuring the listing. So that means everything from like, and it doesn't matter if people tell us, oh, I already have my listings made and all that. We go from the beginning where it's, we'll rewrite, um, do the proper keyword research, obviously leveraging Helium 10. You know, there's so many, there's so much accurate data on which keywords to pick. And, you know, you could, you could you could spend all this time and you know on be, be convinced because you know amazon so well that there's certain keywords that are really important and you know by just you know taking a little bit of time to check the search volume on some of these on walmart you'll realize uh, on helium 10's walmart tool you'll realize which ones are important but we'll properly structure the title descriptions key features um specifically for walmart's best practices encountering like keeping in mind you know, Walmart's best practices in regards to what they say they want and then also um, what the algorithm wants. And sometimes it's two different things, you know, um, because Walmart will say they want certain things, but the algorithm will favor certain things. Um, and Walmart's working on trying to make everything that they want be what the algorithm wants, so to say. But basically keeping that in mind and then properly structuring the back end of listings are, is so important for Walmart. Right? What I mean by that is all the attribute fields. <clears throat> making sure that all the categories are right. There's a few levels of categories within Walmart. There's like product type, category, there's category paths. You know, a lot of times your listings don't get put in the optimal ones and you have to open up cases to switch those. So we'll make sure the listings are structured really well and really high listing quality score. That's really important. So we'll make sure it has a really high listing quality score. From there, <coughs> we'll make sure that the, the conversion rate, um, the conversion rate touch points are addressed because Walmart's algorithm is very strongly based on conversion rate. So if you're making sure that you're addressing the conversion rate metrics, then you're going to be really you're going to be in a good position. So making sure your WFS um, badge is there, making sure you know, and even if you don't have WFS, you have fast shipping badge. You know, so two day shipping um, is showing up. Making sure your price point. You know, sometimes we'll do cross, um, uh, uh, like you know, we'll do either clearance or reduced price. That helps with your conversion rate and your click through, um, as well as obviously you know, reviews, pro seller badge, there's different levels you could go into conversion rate, but we'll, we'll, we'll address whatever we can with conversion rate. From there, with very, very just strategic advertising and not even too much, you could usually rank for most of your top keywords really quickly. So that's our base strategy. Now, with certain categories and certain products, you're going to need to be more aggressive, right? With supplements, six months ago, you didn't need to. Now you need to be more aggressive with it. So we might add some very specific search find buys. We might, you know, upfront invest a little more in reviews. Um, and that depends category by category. But to not overcomplicate it, it's really just making sure your listings are structured correctly. And from then on, you're in a really good position. Otherwise, you're fighting an uphill battle, which you're just eventually going to lose or eventually have to, you know, or you're going to have to spend more money and time and effort on every effort you're trying to do. So um, that's really, really been working really well for us. For us, it's like we try to get ranked for all those keywords that really matter that bring in sales, but also those keywords that are important that are not bringing enough volume yet. What's great is we've been able to see that we've been able to rank for these keywords, maintain rank. And then even though they're not bringing big volume as the platform's growing or as seasonality grows, things like that. We're, we're, we're maintaining those positions and we're gaining those sales and gaining traction there. So it's very important for us to maintain those organic positions in the stronghold. And to Carrie's point, um, there's a lot of times in catalog, we'll have a, we'll onboard a new client. They'll have like a few hundred SKUs and they'll be like, I really want you to focus on these SKUs. These are my top selling SKUs. And we'll tell them, you write those are your top selling SKUs on Amazon, but like 
there's a ton of opportunity on these other SKUs, which you might have not had any chance to launch on Amazon, way too competitive, price, whatever the case might be. And there's sometimes a lot of opportunity for those, or sometimes there's a lot of search volume around those. So, you know, really by just spending time on the platform and just even shopping, searching around, you get an understanding of it and you're able to really see how to best position your catalog. All right, excellent. Now we'll come back to Walmart uh, in just a little bit, but I wanted to switch gears, Mike, a little bit to, to Amazon. Now, uh, I talked about this in the uh, episode 350, the Maldives episode launch, uh, and I said that I was going to be trying like um, a, a sample uh, run on this. But can you talk a little bit about the success you're seeing with uh, PressX Live and and some of the success stories? You know, I talked a little bit about in the episode. You know, uh, uh, Alina had told me a couple of, of stories that I that I that I shared about some some crazy uh, traction, but explain the concept behind this kind of new-ish method of launching, like why it works, and then a little bit of how it works, and then maybe some, you know, a couple, you know, you don't have to say the specifics of, of, of what product they had, but a couple maybe success stories you can talk about. Awesome. Yeah. So, you know, I've always felt this with Amazon is that there's always you know, there's always been tactics for launching products. And when the platform was newer, tactics lasted for longer. But I've always tried to find things that fundamentally made sense because you're those stay and you're able to really scale those. And there's so many different advantages you get from them. So, you know, press is very interesting because if you think about the challenges, right, where Amazon is, the challenges with launching, and there's some stuff that just come to mind. It's like, number one, launching a new product, you don't have reviews, no matter how much money you have and how much thing you you really can't scale reviews at the pace you need to. We launched our supplement brand. We had a large budget, hundreds of thousands of dollars dedicated to try to you know really launch on properly, but you can't scale the amount of reviews that you need to get to fast enough. So that's one big issue. We know that Amazon's you know been favoring external traffic a lot. You know we know that a lot of the tactics of actually launching products and a lot of the the so to say gray hat tactics and the um, just the I guess you could say the hacky tactics, they just started working less and less. So they just weren't, they aren't, they haven't been feasible. So the way press is, I think it really addresses those touch points. So the way press is with PressX is basically you, you pitch your product, um, PressX pitches it to publishers, right? Different publishers who want to actually write about your product. Now, by them writing about your product, the reason why they do is normal press, the way it works is, is, you know, different authors, people with connections reach out to, to, you know, to different authors, different writers, try to get them to write about a product. The, the writers, a lot of times, not really interested in writing about it, but also the publication is not really interested in promoting it, right? Because why would a publication promote a product that you know, they're not going to really make you sales from, or they're making very small affiliate sales. It wasn't so advantageous for, um, for publications. So even when you get an article written, a lot of times it wasn't driving a lot of traffic. The way this works is you pitch it to the publication, the publication writes about it and they get paid per click. Now they don't get paid per click for clicking on the article. They only get paid per click when the person clicks on the product that's within the article. So the publication writes an article about your product, which is in essence, usually a review. And what's great is you know your product really well. So you could tell them specific things that you want them to try to include and talk about the product. And then they'll write their own messaging around that. But a lot of times they'll include those things. You could even um, send them different images, different UGC you have. So you know, if it's good, they might include it in the article as well. And what happens is they write an article. So let's say, you know, let's say, um, 
let's say, for example, Women's Health picks it up. So they read an article about your resistance bands, let's say. Um, they write a whole review. Off, the writer, you, a lot of times, they'll use the product before. They write it from their, from, you know, their experience. They'll also you know, bring in reviews that they'll see on Amazon or for, from, another, from your site or whatever. You know, it sounds really trustworthy. So now somebody, uh, off, uh, you know, a customer comes or a reader comes, trust Women's Health. So there's a certain level of trust there. They're reading this whole article. It's a sales pitch in essence, but there's also it coming from a, a review. So there's an, another level of trust there. So they're sold on the product, the product benefits and trust. So now when they click on that product, they're very, very inclined to purchase. They don't need a bunch of review. They're not shopping like the Amazon shopper that's looking for a thousand reviews or 2000 reviews or what has more reviews. They're already sold on the product and trust the product because the author, but also because of the publication that put it out and they understand the benefits of the product. Um, and if they want the product, because that'll be included in the article. So when they come to your product, number one, it's external traffic. Number two, it's high converting traffic because they're not going to click on it unless they're actually somewhat interesting in purchasing. And number three is they're not shied away by the amount of reviews you have because, you know, a lot of that that is overcome really in the article where they address that. So it's really been and you don't have to pay unless they actually read through the article. So I think it's a very interesting way to launch um, products. And I think it's the future for, you know, launching products for a lot of different reasons. And, you know, it allows you to really get, you know, get authentic customers, customers who also, especially if you're in spaces that are competitive, like beauty and supplements, but have repurchase rates, these is type of things where you're spending money on those acquisitions, but those are really good customers that are going to probably come back and repurchase, you know, as opposed to giveaways and things of that nature. So it's been really interesting. We've been doing some, um, we've been doing some, some tests and we saw how like for certain beauty product that we were doing it on, how not only the sales grew so exponentially during that period, and it was actually profitable during that time, which I wouldn't expect it always to be profitable, right? Um, it, it dep- like on, on that initial purchase, but on these initial purchases, it was profitable anyway. But not only that, our BSR increased like crazy. Then we got to number nine um, in beauty. But then also what happened was we got a ton of subscriptions. And what I saw the subscription rate from those customers were higher than the subscription rate from from customers purchasing on Amazon, because I think they were just less skeptical. So, you know, a lot of times Amazon customers will purchase and then they'll subscribe. Here we saw really high um, repurchase rate then. And not only that, the really cool thing is, and I'm Jewish, I always like a little bit of free extra money. Um, (laughs) With Amazon um, brand referral bonus program, they actually give you 10% I'm back um, for any if you, for any for any external traffic you're driving. So what you do is you could actually use that link and give it to the public with ImpressX. You submit that, and that's what the publication uses to actually promote your product. So not only you could track the sales, and sometimes attribution doesn't track accurately, but for any of the sales that it tracks, you're getting 10%. You're getting 10% back too. So that's great as well. Um, so and you get to see you know click-throughs, conversions, and things of that nature. So I think it's really interesting. It just uh, you know I, I suggest like. And I think there's a big opportunity that consumer brands are going to start doing this as well. But Amazon brands get so much more out of it because it's like you're getting that rank, you're getting that external traffic, you're getting, you know, these really loyal customers. So I love it. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, we, we got to get that, you know, make sure to reach out, Michael. We got to get uh, PressX into the, the Seller Solutions Hub, yep. hub.helium10.com. So uh, make sure to reach out and, and let's get that in there. But uh, in the meantime, you guys want to check out more information, go to pressx.live. And then I'll be trying to do a case study on that for a Project X or Project 5K so I can show you guys um, how it works uh, in in the um, near future. Now, um, back to Carrie, like on the Amazon side, what about you? How, how's your Amazon business going? You know, how have you been dealing with 
with you know shipping price increases and things like that? What's working for you? What's not working for you on the Amazon side? Uh, well, I actually am getting ready to do PressX Live, so I'm, I'm going to be doing that soon, so I'm excited for that. Nice. But um, Amazon, we've been steadily growing. So over the years, we've just been really steady um, and just continuing to grow, and our brand is expanding. And um, so in terms of what's working, I think is just consistently – like I actually updated some images. I realized some of our best-selling products had terrible images on them. Um, and I updated the images and that's, you know, that's helping quite a bit, but I mean, I'm really just doing the same things we're doing. We're consistent with pay-per-click advertising, um, just consistent with making sure that we're always in stock. Um, we actually had to raise our prices because of inflation. So we didn't go that much higher. We only raised them about a dollar. Uh, so we're kind of, you know, continuing to, to look at that. But, um, I also did, uh, some some post-purchase pro strategies and we got some sales mm -hmm. that way by just following up with customers and uh, getting them to reorder on amazon which was really how, how did you capture their uh, is this only the shopify uh, customers or or did you are you talking about some amazon customers you were able amazon to customers well? yeah so we did some follow-up so you have an insert card or how, how did you get yeah, their we have contact an in info? insert card and then um we have a coupon code that goes with that so we kind of tracked it that way so when people use the coupon code you could see um, that that's where they got it from. Uh, so it's, you know, it's a slower, slower build, but it mm -hmm. definitely is something that over time I know is going to work because we weren't doing that before. So we were kind of leaving money on the table and, uh, I'm pretty excited about that. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited for the press X stuff, you know, just trying to send some outside traffic. Um, and our Shopify has been doing pretty well too. We we've been upping our ads, our Facebook ads, and, uh, we've got a lot of repeat repeat purchasers on our Shopify site. So we've been growing and focusing on that too. Um, because it's just easier to control the customer, uh, journey there. And, uh, we didn't really focus on it as much before, but it's definitely adding quite a bit of revenue every month. And we're really happy with, uh, with that focus okay. as well. But, um, I, I really am diversifying everything. We were on Walmart, Shopify, and Amazon. So we're really, you know, not making it so that we're stuck on one platform. And that I think is important. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, we just really do basic stuff. I mean, we're not really doing any kind of hack other than just basic things and being consistent with them. And I know some people are down, but we, we've been growing, um, consistently. So that's pretty, pretty good for us. Now, remember guys, a lot of the stuff that, that, uh, Michael and Carrie just mentioned, you know, be it the attribution links so that you can get the bonus and, and Carrie's talking about insert cards so you can capture customers information stuff. You know, remember helium 10 has all this stuff. Now, a lot of people don't realize they're paying other services or, or trying to figure out how to do it in seller central, but, but we, we've, we've got all this, you know, and part of, uh, some of these have been recent updates in our bigger, better launches. Now, now Carrie, what about you? You know, you're not just a Helium 10 employee, but you're, you're an Amazon seller. You're a Walmart uh, seller. Mm -hmm. uh, of the things that we've launched lately, what would you say is, uh, other than the attribution um, tool, like what, what are some of your favorites that, that you've been using or, or that you think you're going to use? Well, I love um, on Cerebro that the one-click filters. I, w I just went in there because I did some serious manual research um, months ago. And kind of like really went through every single word that came and I was looking for those opportunity keywords and I utilized the, the one click filter and just found a few more. And I've been, I haven't been the best at doing my own PPC, but we launched another brand and I'm doing the PPC for it. And I started just with those keywords that I found. I just, I did manual exact campaigns with the keywords I think are going to be the best. And we start, we've been doing pretty well, like with the conversion and I'm seeing sales, you know, going up pretty 
pretty well with just using the words from Cerebro that I, I see as opportunities that maybe people, mm-hmm. people are missing and um, putting them into different campaigns. So I, I think I'm uh, Cerebro has always been just my favorite tool and constantly re-going yep. back in there and checking those keywords. I find more, I, I think the last time I did the, the keywords was two, two months ago when I checked last and then I found more because yep, yep. this summertime um, people use this particular product for camping stuff. And so those camping keywords are coming up more now mm. than I didn't see before. So That's important. Yeah. yeah. So keyword research, I think being consistent with your keyword research is going to help with pay-per-click and just, you know, optimization in general. I think a lot of us kind of fall on that, especially if you have a lot of SKUs, but that's something I'm focusing on. And with the one quick, one click filters, I think that's probably, um, yeah, the best, (laughs) the best tools that we've launched in a while. Um, in my opinion, I love, I love that because it it just saves me a lot of time. All right, now let's switch gears. Now, um, you two are going to be on stage together at the, uh, sell and scale summit that is coming up in September. And so what I've been doing is, is having different, uh, speakers at that event, come on here and give a, you know, not to give away their whole presentation or anything, but if you can just give one little tidbit uh, of, of some information that you're going to give out in your presentation to, to show people the value and the level of, of coolness that they're going to be able to experience if they come to sell and scale, which actually Coincidentally, not coincidentally, but it is sponsored. You know, our our principal Mm -hmm. sponsor for this is Walmart itself. And they'll be there in person answering your Walmart questions and your WFS questions. Um, They'll have representatives right there. So that that's reason enough to go. But but uh, Michael, first of all, can you give us like one little thing that you're going to talk about in your presentation at Sell and Scale to kind of whet the appetites of of the the attendees? Yeah. So we have a few um, different ranking um, tricks that I definitely want to. Um, I'm definitely going to want to drop there, but I, something that, um, you know, I I think is going to be really valuable for everybody is there's a few key things that you could, um, focus on that next year, um, you'll have a very, very, very high chance of getting your product accepted to open call. And we had a lot of clients that by just properly structuring a few things and paying attention to a few things, we're able to get them into open call and they'll actually be there, um, with me at open call this year. So, um, we're definitely going to, that's going to be how I'm going to finish it off. And there's, there's, there's a few, well, there's a few really interesting things there that people aren't paying attention to that I've heard directly from our contacts at Walmart. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it, but we're definitely going to, I'm going to, going to want to try to cover a lot of fundamentals that people are, don't, don't know. And that people don't think are important. Um, and, you know, showing different case studies and how, you know, you could see different changes make so much of an impact and which changes, because there's so much stuff you could focus on Walmart, but like showing which things and which changes are the ones that make the impact. So that's what I'm, we're going to want to focus a lot on. Cool. What, what about you, Carrie? What's something on your part of the presentation that you can give out uh, now that that you're yeah. going to be talking about. I, well, I'm working on just testing some different ranking strategies and um, I've got a lot of different different products going in. Um, I'm going to be sharing my results as well. I know Michael has some sk- case studies, but then it'll also be kind of interesting for everyone to see, you know, just from a normal seller, what, what, what it's like putting these strategies into place and what the outcome is. And, um, you know, basically I'm going to just share what, what I'm doing and, and how it worked. And uh, I think it's going to be really good. So yeah, working with Michael on that. I don't want to give too much away because I want people to come. So mm-hmm. <laughs> ranking strategies yep. um, and using our tools uh, to your benefit. So, 
All right. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Uh, let, let's go ahead and close it with our, you know, 30 second tip of the week. It could be a wall, be about Walmart, could be about Amazon. Uh, Michael, what's your, what's your TST uh, of the episode? There's so many different ranking tactics you could do, but if you're going to be investing money in ranking, you might as well invest in these channels and these so to say tactics and strategies that have, you know, that actually build your customer base. And I know it sounds obvious, but with the spending the same amount of money and just thinking through on customer acquisition and actually good customer experience, you're able to actually build really solid ranking strategies and really solid ranking groups. So, all right, Carrie, what about you? What's your 30 second tip of the week? Yeah, mine is uh, to think kind of long term and uh, to just always focus on the basics because I know I have kind of fallen off the wagon with it, with the basics, like I was mentioning before, you know, doing keyword research every few months, finding those opportunity keywords. Now it's super easy to to do that, but also investing in strategies off of Amazon, like, you know, press X and just, you know, blog writing. There's a lot of different, there's a lot of information out there on how to kind of keep building your brand outside of Amazon so that you can have a presence all over the place. And I think that that's kind of what I've been thinking of more is how can I build this outside of Amazon while also, you know, building it on Amazon. So it kind of all works together. Blog writing, influencers, what's, what's your, your long-term thought, not just some sort of next hack or like, I'm going to just, you know, quickly do this or that, but just thinking about the long-term and just doing the things every single day, making it a point to continue to grow your business. So those, that's my tip is is basics. (laughs) All right. All right, guys. Um, if, if you're interested to see and meet in person, Michael and Carrie, see them on stage, uh, interact with them, party with them at the Nelly con- uh, concert, <laughs> uh, make sure to sign up for Sell and Scale uh, h10.me forward slash s3 h10.me forward slash s3. And um, the discount code to save $100 off is s3 bs100 s3 bs 100 so make sure to attend there i'll see you guys there and i'm expecting both of you to be in my zumba class that i'm doing on the first day so that we can uh, be dancing it and uh and be able to eat and drink as much as we want because we burned all the calories in the morning (laughs) and one last bit of trivia you guys won't know this but i want to see if anybody who's watching this on youtube i'm wearing a very unique hat here Mm. and if you a little tiny h you can see which is why i'm wearing it there's like a helium but this is not a helium h Anybody know what team this is? Uh, I'm going to give a like a Helium 10 backpack maybe to somebody who who puts the right answer on, on huh. our YouTube version of this podcast because I love wearing hats that have the H, obviously, for Helium 10, but this is a very unique team right here. So anybody know what this logo is? Anyways, guys, thank you for joining us, and we'll be seeing you in September. I'll see everybody at the show. I'm excited. Bye.